Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Are you ready to change your life in the next 30 minutes? It's time for Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. Get your notebooks ready. He's about to go in. Five, four, three, two, one. Coach Mark, let's go. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. This is Coach Mark, and you're listening to Power in a Half Hour. In the next 30 minutes, we're going to learn the tips, tricks, and techniques of the rich and the super uber duper successful. All right, so the quote that we're going to start today's show with is, do not judge me by my successes. Judge me by how many times I fell down and got back up again. Let me repeat that because I love this quote. Do not judge me by my successes. Judge me by how many times I fell down and got back up again. And that is the great, the great, the great, Nelson Mandela. The title of today's show is Fall in Love with the Fall. You guys didn't get that, did you? Let me repeat that. Fall in love with the fall. We have to fall in love with the fall because guess what? As we move throughout life, we're going to fall so many times. So you know what? Fall in love with it. Decide that you're going to embrace it and you're going to learn from it and you're going to allow it to make you stronger and for you to grow even better. All right. I want to thank everyone for listening. Want to remind you, if you ever want to go back and re-listen to any of my old shows, you can just go to www.powerhh.com. That's www.powerhh.com. If we're not connected on Facebook and Instagram, my name on Facebook is Mark Starr, M-A-R-K-S. T-A-R-R, and on Instagram, it's at Coach Mark Speaks. That's at C-O-A-C-H-M-A-R-K-S-P-E-A-K-S, all right? If you have not had the opportunity to download my new book, you can download it for free at www.repeataftermebook.com. That's www.repeataftermebook.com. And I have a daily message service for all of you all that are listening in the United States. To sign up for that, to get the free motivational and inspirational text messages every morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, all you have to do is text the letters BBD, that's Boy Boy Dog, to 411247. All right, are you ready? Let's go ahead and get started. Profile number one, Harold Ham. Now, Harold was born in Lexington, Oklahoma. He was the 13th and youngest child of Oklahoma cotton sharecroppers. Now, as a child, Harold would pick cotton barefoot with his family. At the age of 17, he left his home and took a job fixing flats and pumping gas in the town of Enid, Oklahoma. Harold would later sign up for a DECA entrepreneurship program, which allowed him to finish high school and work full-time 60 hours a week. Now, it blows me away when I see college students talking about they can't work 5 or 10 hours a week. Here it is. This guy was going to high school full-time and working 60 hours a week. 
Now, Harold learned some of his most valuable lessons while in high school. One day while attending an assembly in high school, he observed a man named John Frank of Francoma Pottery. He was peddling a potter's wheel on stage. Now, Harold says that he had a lump of clay that he was slapping like a baby, making great things out of it. What Harold realized was that he did well because that was his passion and that everyone could do well if they followed their passion in life. Here it is. This guy is 17 years old. He done figured out the key to life. It's people that's 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years old trying to still figure it out. And this 17 year older figured it out. You have to have passion in whatever it is that you are doing. All right. He would later write a thesis in high school about petroleum and discovered that he wanted to be an explorationist. Now, over the next several years, it became a dream that he strove to make come true. Now, he sought out members, mentors in the industry to teach him. He became obsessed with learning from them as much as he could day and night. This young guy, he got it figured out. He's got it figured out. He was on the service end of it, driving tank trucks for John Greer for a couple of years and learning about oil and gas production. Let me just go back to that real quick. This young kid, he went out there and found mentors, people that had already been successful in a field that he wanted to be successful in. It completely blows me away. When people don't have mentors or when people don't read books by people that are successful in the field that they want to be in. Now, here it is. This person wrote a book, right? Generally covering maybe 10, 15, 20 years of their life, all the key lessons that they've learned. Why wouldn't you want to read that book? You can learn everything that they went through in 10 to 15 years in probably about six hours just by reading that person's book. That's why I read so many books. That's why if you ever come... If you ever see a picture of my house, I have over probably 2,000 books at my house, and I just don't have them. I read them. That's why I spend hours a day reading because I can take in all the knowledge that someone acquired over 15 years in about five, six hours. Why wouldn't I read? Now, Harold had several mentors that he credits for his success and that he thanks for their generosity. They were willing to show a hungry young man about the industry to teach him what they spent so many years learning. Now, when Harold turned 21, after finding a co-signer for a loan, he started his first company, Harold Ham Tank Trucks. Soon after that, he started thinking about drilling his first well, so he started Shelly Dean Oil Company, named after his first two daughters. Now, Harold would acquire some leases and bought some producing wells that gave him access to about 1,200 acres. Now, Harold was able to look at drilling in a completely different way than everybody else was at the time and develop some techniques that no one else was even thinking about. Sometimes when you have an idea and everybody's looking at you crazy, you might be onto something. Sometimes you need to go into a new field with a complete level of, of ignorance, with some sort of level of ignorance, right? Because most people that are in a particular field are just doing things the way that everybody else is doing them, right? If you want to disrupt that industry, you got to come in with a fresh idea. And sometimes people are going to look at you crazy, but that's all right. That's all right. 
Now, most everyone in the field started wondering, what was this young guy doing? They thought he was crazy. Fortunately, Harold was able to find a few people to invest some money with him and take an interest in what he was doing. Harold knew that the technique he developed would work, but he just didn't have money at the time to test his theory. Now, drilling a well at that time would cost about $100,000. This is about 30, 40 years ago. At the age of 25, he was able to get the funding he needed and drilled his first well. It was a success producing about 20 barrels of oil every hour. His technique, although amateurish, was working. It was able to allow him to pay all the bills. Now, this oil field would eventually turn out six million barrels of oil. Now, his second well that he would drill would produce 75 barrels of oil per hour, and then everyone started to take notice. Now, first, they thought he was crazy, right? Thought the guy was crazy because his ideas were a little bit different. Now, everybody thinks he's a genius. Isn't that how it always goes, right? All the people that we thought were crazy at one point in time, now we look at them as being a genius. Look at Steve Jobs, perfect example. Walt Disney, another perfect example. Now, Harold would continue to acquire oil and gas wells and buy out other companies as well as grow his own business. Harold has gone on to become one of the richest men not only in America, but also the world. As of June 2016, Harold was ranked by Forbes magazine as the 39th richest person in the United States and the 98th richest person in the world with an estimated net worth of $11.3 billion. Here it is. This guy was, his parents were sharecroppers. When he was a kid, he was out there picking cotton, right? And here it is. Now he's worth $11.3 billion with a B. Not million, billion with a B dollars. Profile number two, Lorenzo and Frank Fertitta. Now, Lorenzo and Frank, as well as an old high school friend, bought the nearly bankrupt Ultimate Fighting Championship Company, UFC, in 2001 for $2 million. Today, the UFC is one of the fastest-growing sports in the United States. They broadcast to more than 1 billion homes in 30 languages across 149 countries. This is an excellent example of how someone else was able to see the diamond in the rough and a reminder that one person's trash is what? Another person's treasure. Now, Lorenzo and Frank just sold the UFC for what? $4 billion. Did you all hear me? Did you all hear me? These two brothers took a company that was nearly bankrupt in 2001 that they bought for $2 million and 15 years later, they sold it for $4 billion with a B dollars. Now that sounds very similar to the story that we talked about a few weeks ago with the Miss Winners company where the guy was the lawyer for them. They couldn't afford to pay him so they just gave him the company. Right, it's probably worth about two hundred thousand at the time, or that's what he was owed, right? And now it's worth what fifteen million dollars. Who knows what it's going to be worth in five or ten years from now? That's exactly what these guys did. 
They took a company that they bought for $2 million that was almost bankrupt and they turned it into a company worth $4 billion with a B dollars. Absolutely amazing story. Now, maybe you don't have $2 million to go buy another house to buy a, a company from someone, right? It doesn't have to be a $2 million company. Maybe a hundred thousand, maybe a fifty thousand, maybe a ten thousand dollar company. Maybe someone has a company right now that they'll just be willing to give to you because they can't do anything with it. Not because the company is not doing good doesn't mean that the company isn't worth anything. Maybe the people that have it just don't know what they're doing. There's a lot of people that don't know what they're doing with business, right? So we don't have to recreate the wheel every time. Right. Maybe someone has something and they don't even know how valuable it is. Or maybe there's some level of knowledge that, you know, that you can help take it from being a struggling company to super successful. Don't always look to reinvent the wheel. Don't always look to come up with some brand new innovative idea. Maybe you can take something that's already there that someone else hasn't been able to make work well. You take that over from them. Right. And turn that into a super successful company. Just an idea. Just an idea. Now, let's look at a few lessons of success that Lorenzo shares with us. Number one, never be the smartest guy in the room. Surround yourself with talent. It amazes me how some people, they just want to be the smartest, right? They don't want to be around anybody that's trying to do more than them. That's absolutely the worst thing that you can do. You always want to be around people that's on a different level than you, that knows either just as much or if not more than you. That's how you learn. How are you going to learn if everyone you're around is a yes man, right? How are you going to learn if everyone around you doesn't know anything? It'll pump up your ego. But guess what? We're not here for our egos to be pumped up. We want to learn. We want to grow. We want to become more, do more, and have more. You can't do that by being around people that's not as smart as you. What can they contribute? Yeah, they can pump your ego up, but that's about it. Who cares about that? We want to go to another level. We're not trying to have our egos pumped up. We want to be pumped up. Number two, always push the limits. When you put yourself, when you pat yourself on the back is when you become stagnant. There it goes again. Those people that just just want to feel good. They want their egos pumped up. People to tell them how great they are. Nah, we got to always be striving. We've never arrived. We're always arriving. All right? We're always trying to take it to the next level. That's why you see guys that are billionaires and you're like, oh, my God, if I had all that money, I wouldn't. I would, I would just quit and I would just sit on the beach all day. No, those guys don't think like that. They don't think like that. Right? They're always looking to take it to the next level. And it isn't always about money. They want to be more, do more, have more, become more. Number three. This is Lorenzo talking now. I tell the fighters, Stick to what you do. Starting that restaurant or music label or clothing company almost never works out. And I've seen this time and time again. 
in one of my businesses. I had so many people that were successful in so many other businesses, and they would always want to come. They'd have made a bunch of money doing something else that after a while they thought was boring, and they wanted to come and blow it in the music industry, in the entertainment industry, because they like the flashing. They want to see their names in the flashing lights. And guess what? Each and every single one of them would lose a ton of money. Now, I'm not complaining because I benefited from that. And I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for those people. But I've seen it play out time and time again. They were successful in their field. And then they came to the entertainment industry and blew all their money. Don't be one of those people. If you figured out something that you're really good at, stick to that and make as much money as you can in that field. And that'd be it. You know what I'm saying? You can do other things, and that's fun too, but just be mindful of the things that you do. Make sure it's stuff that you're passionate about, not because you want to see your name in the lights. It'll never, ever work out if that's the case. Profile number three, Mo Farah. Now, Mo is a British distance runner that competes mostly over 5,000 meters and 10,000 meters. Mo is the most successful British track athlete in modern Olympic Games history. He is the 2012 and 2016 Olympic gold medalist in both the 5,000 and 10,000 meters. He is also the second athlete in modern Olympic Games history to successfully defend the 5,000 and 10,000 meter titles. Originally born in Somalia, Mo moved to the United Kingdom as a child. After being discovered by his physical education teacher, Mo would later join an athletics club in West London. Mo wouldn't win his first major title until 2001 at the European Athletics Junior Championship. Mo has gone on to become one of the most decorated athletes in British athletics with nine global titles, and he has won the first. He was also the first British athlete to win gold, two gold medals at the same World Championships. Now, during the 2016 Olympics, 10,000-meter run, Mo would barely seem to stretch his legs for the first 10 laps. He was all the way to the back. He would just coast in the very back of the pack, figuring that was the safest place for him to be. Soon after, Mo decided to make a move and slid past the field so he could be just behind the runners that were in the lead. Then all of a sudden, There started to be a bunch of pushing, and the guys that were ahead of him began slowing down. Then out of nowhere, they collided, and Mo tumbled down to the ground as another runner fell over him. Now, for a moment, it seemed like it was going to be over for Mo. As Mo fell, he thought to himself, get back up as fast as I can. Now, Mo got back up and remembered the promise he made to his daughter, Rihanna, that he would bring her home a medal, and he just wasn't about to let her down. Now, because it happened so quickly, most of the runners up front didn't realize what had even happened. If they did, they probably would have took off and left him. Now, Mo would move to the front of the pack and would eventually go on to win the race by a little less than a half a second. If you guys have the opportunity, go back and watch this race, the 10,000-meter race, 2016 Olympics. Amazing. How does a guy fall in the middle of a race and still go on to win? It's hard enough to win as it is. But this guy actually fell on the ground. Everybody counted him out. But he didn't count himself out. 
He just dusted himself off, picked himself up, and got back running and went and won that gold. Dennis Waitley said, failure should be our teacher, not our undertaker. Failure is delay, not defeat. It is a temporary detour, not a dead end. Failure is something we can avoid only by saying nothing, doing nothing, and being nothing. What an awesome quote. Now, this is a testament that we are going to fall in life. As a matter of fact, the more you try, the more you will fall. The harder you try, the harder you will fall. Now, I know that this will discourage many people, but most people will use this as an excuse to not do anything, to never try. But who really wants to do that? It's like the child looking at all the other kids outside riding their bikes through his window in his bedroom. How fun is that? What that child doesn't realize is that those kids, although they make riding a bike look easy, they too had to experience falling as well. Everybody falls. That's just a part of the process. You can't skip that part of the process. You do have some people that want to ride, but they're too afraid of falling, so they ride on training wheels. Now, training wheels are okay if you need them when you're first starting, but after a while, you have to take them off. You can't ride on training wheels forever. Now, a few weeks ago, I had a conversation with a person, and they were telling me how they decided to get up after falling almost a year ago in their business. Now, after this conversation, I was quite astonished. The person I was talking with actually had a good business idea and was making some progress with their business when they came upon an obstacle. It took this person a year to accept that they may fall in life. I literally had to pull the phone back and look at it with amazement. I thought to myself, how long would it take a person to get to their destination if every time they came across a rock or a pebble in the road, they decided to pull their car off the side of the road? Now, what would happen if Mo Farrell would have fell like he did in the 10,000 meter race and decided to just stay on the ground? He would have, A, not won the gold medal, and B, he would have got trampled over. Like I said earlier, if you expect to go through life and not fall, then that just means you're not trying or you're not doing anything worthwhile. What happens if a boxer becomes afraid of getting knocked down? Essentially, he won't be able to fight. Getting knocked down is a part of the process. A boxer realizes that every time that he gets knocked down, not only is he getting stronger, he's enhancing his skills so it won't hurt as much as if he did get knocked down. Now, if the thought of falling paralyzes you, you won't succeed until you change that thought and the lack of action that comes with that thought. Now, you have to learn to fall in love with the fall. Let me repeat that. You have to learn to fall in love with the fall. By changing how we look at falling, we're able to take away some of the initial sting that may result from falling. When we change the meaning of falling, It will now empower us rather than sabotage us. Let's now look at how very successful people view falling. Number one, they view falling as neutral. If you view falling as a bad thing, then that is when it can and will hurt you. When you view falling as an opportunity to notice why something isn't working, you benefit from the fall. Remember what Thomas Edison said, 
I've not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that it won't work. So remember that every time you get knocked down, what you did was figure out a way that it won't work. Number two, they view falling as a teacher. People who are successful, successful in life always learn from their mistakes and from falling down. We have to remember that every time we fall, there is a hidden asset in the fall. Bill Gates once said, I, it's fine to celebrate success, but it's more important to heed the lessons of failure. Number three, they view falling as a stepping stone. Entrepreneur Victor Kime said, remember that even if you fall on your face, you're still moving forward. Let me repeat that. Even if you fall on your face, you're still moving forward. Falling means that you're attempting to move forward. It means that at least you've tried something. You're in motion. You stepped out of your comfort zone and attempted to do something new. Number four, they view falling as a sign of imminent success. Successful people prepare themselves for the fall because they understand that it's just somewhere they have to pass on their road to success. Now, great salespeople understand this concept. They prepare themselves for the fall every day. They understand that they may have to make 100 calls or approach 100 people just to get 8 or 10 people that may even listen to them. Out of that 8 or 10 people, maybe only one or two will even buy what they have if it's a good product. That's one or two out of every hundred people that they approach. Most people don't have that level of perseverance. That's why most people don't achieve a high level of success. And number five, they understand that falling is the key to living a fully empowered life. Now, author J.K. Rowling, the lady that went from being on government aid to becoming a billionaire, by writing the Harry Potter series said that it's impossible to live without failing at something unless you live so cautiously that you might as well not have lived at all, in which case you have failed by default. Life is about taking chances. Now, when you take chances, you don't know how many times you may fall, but you don't care because you understand that you are inching closer and closer to success all right all right well that's all that we have for today's show wasn't it amazing did you guys learn some things i know you did i know you did want to remind you if you want to go back and re-listen to the shows all you have to do is call w go to www.powerhh.com that's www.powerhh.com now i know you have three friends that should have heard what we talked about today on this show As you were listening, you were saying, man, I wish so-and-so could have heard this. Well, share it with them. Tell them about the station that you're listening to this show on or tell them they can go to my website, www.powerhh.com. You want your friends to improve, don't you? I know you do. So the quote we're going to end today's show with is, failure doesn't come from falling down, but it comes from not getting back up. Let me repeat that. Failure doesn't come from falling down, but it comes from not getting up. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Until next show.
Thanks for listening to Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. To listen or re-listen, go to powerinahalfhour.com. Follow Coach Mark on Instagram and Twitter at Coach Mark Speaks. Find Coach Mark on Facebook by searching for Mark Star. Like our Facebook fan page, Power in a Half Hour, and join our Power in a Half Hour Facebook group. See you next week. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.